Hey, Center Church, I hope you're doing well. I wish we were all together. I wish we were all together. I wish all of us were able to be in a room together singing to the Lord, having scripture read, hearing your voices reverberate off the ceiling and the walls would be wonderful. I'm in a room right now by myself. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't want that to be the case, but it is. And so I, I just want to tell you, I am eager for the day that we can gather together and celebrate Jesus and what he's done for us together. Right now, you, we're all separated and we're watching our screens and we're, we're singing and praying and we're, we're all isolated and, and alone in our homes. Um, and so I'm grateful that we can gather this way, but it's not the way it's supposed to be. And you know that, and I know that, and I just want to say, hey, listen, I can't wait. And also, if you have any needs, be they practical, spiritual, or anything, please feel free to contact us at the church. You can use whatever your favorite social media outlet is. Uh, you can email us at centergilbert.com. Uh, info at centergilbert.com, whatever, just let us know. We want to help in whatever way we can. Um, there, are, there are many people who are helping and doing all kinds of things for others. And I want to make sure that if you have needs, you let us know. Please, please, please do. This morning, we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 5. And before we do that, I just want to pray and ask God for help. Lord, I'm keenly aware that I need your help, Lord. I'm used to standing in front of people and preaching to those that I love. Now I'm standing before a camera. And I ask that you would use my feeble efforts to speak through me to serve people, Lord. I pray for center church, Lord. We can't gather. We can't be a body in one place. But Lord, I pray that you would build the body together. I pray that you would keep us strong. I pray that you would encourage those that are concerned and worried this morning. I pray that you would bless all of us as we consider your word together. And in your name we pray. Amen. Have you ever had binoculars and as you stand at some maybe scenic vista and you put them up to your eyes expecting to see something that is far off up close and you put them up and you see nothing and you realize what's going on and you, you realize the lens cap is on we you know intuitively we all know intuitively that lens caps do not work to see through binoculars with lens caps don't work and it's the same thing for us as christians when it comes to our view of god anxiety can be like lens caps over our binoculars as we look to see God. We can't see him. We're not going to be able to see him. We've been looking at our big God now for the last three weeks. We've been pounding a common refrain saying, let's focus on God. Let's look to him. We've said things like, in unstable times, it's our call for us to focus on our stable God. We've said we're going we're gonna to struggle if we focus on the news more than we struggle on our God. Now, one of the things that can block our focus, like lens caps on, an, on a binoculars, is anxiety. It's worry. It's fear. 
You're not going to be able to focus on God if you're anxious and fearful and afraid. And these are days that many people, many of us, are going to be tempted toward anxiety. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We have no idea what the next week holds. I've never lived through a month that seemed so long as March 2020, because every day something was different, something was changing. We have questions like, how is this virus gonna affect my health, my family's health, my job, the economy in general? And with all of those questions swirling, anxiety can block our view of God. Our call this morning from 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, is to humble ourselves and cast off our anxieties. Humble ourselves and cast off our anxieties. Two simple points this morning. Anxiety diagnosed, anxiety treated. We're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7. Very simple. God's word says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Call this one very simple. The very simple purpose this morning is for us to humble ourselves and cast off all of our anxieties. So first we're going to diagnose anxiety. We're going to diagnose worry. What is worry? What is anxiety? It's not a personality trait. It's not a disposition or a temperament or kind of a, an internal makeup. Anxiety, we see from verse 6 very clearly what it is. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. How do you humble yourself? How do you humble yourself before God? There are many ways, but the way that Peter is highlighting here in verse 7 is this, casting all your anxieties on him. A sign of humility is the ability to cast your anxieties upon the Lord. In other words, anxiety is pride. See, in verse 6, he says, humble yourself, and verse 7 tells us how. Now, before we delve further into how anxiety is pride, I want us to understand the very serious nature of pride. Look at verse 5, just one verse up in 1 Peter chapter 5. Peter says, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. Why? For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to to the humble. Oppose is a very sanitary word. It's like when I think oppose, I think, well, like I think about like great parliamentary houses where one side of the aisle says, I believe this, and the other side says, I oppose that. And it seems so sanitary and dignified, but that is not the way that God's opposition works to the proud. When we see here, God opposes the proud. In other words, he's saying, God, God does all he can to oppose people who are proud. Another way to say it is God makes war on the proud. And so what we do not want to be in any way, shape, or form at any time is proud. Why? Because if for no other reason, God makes war on the proud. Now, it's easy to see pride when it comes to boasting or self 
aggrandizement or conceit or self-importance or haughtiness or some kind of just visceral arrogance, but it's hard to see pride in anxiety. But here's the truth. If we aren't fighting the pride of anxiety, God will be fighting against us. If we're not fighting the pride of anxiety, God will be fighting against us. You see, when we are anxious and worried, we're exhibiting a lack of trust in our good God. The root of anxiety is a distrust of God. There's a belief that we should be better off if things were going our way. And when things do not go our way, we get anxious and worried. You see, those of us who are tempted toward anxiety, now I got to tell you right here, I stand at the front of that line. If there is something I am tempted to on a regular basis, it is anxiety. Anxiety has been something I've been tempted with from just a very little child. Remember my dad giving me a life verse, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, be anxious for nothing. That's how that starts. Why, why did he give that to me? He gave that to me because he knew I was anxious about everything. And it goes on to say, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. To cast them off to him. You see, what I didn't realize and what I don't often realize is anxiety and worry is pride. You see, when I am living racked with anxiety, I'm, my life is saying things like this, God, I should be in control. I know what's best. Lord, you are trying hard, but if things went my way and I had the, the way that I wanted to go, I, I, things would be much better. And because they're not, I'm worried. I say things like, well, I believe when I'm anxious, I believe things like I have to rely on myself because the Lord is not my shepherd. That's what I believe when I'm anxious. That's what all of us believe when we are anxious. Even a, song, even a promise as precious as Romans 8, 28 is emptied of its power when we are anxious. Remember last week we saw Romans 8, 28 says, and we know <coughs> that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Anxiety changes that promise into something like this. And I know that even though I love God, I must be in control of all things to work out for my good. That's what we believe when we're anxious and worried. Anxiety causes us to look within and to take our eyes off God. We will not be able to focus on God if we are racked with anxiety, if we carry our anxiety around with us. Because anything that causes us to look in another direction besides the Lord is pride. And so do you see how anxiety can obscure your view of God? You will be unable to gain confidence in who God is if Anxiety is blocking your view. So that's anxiety. Anxiety diagnosed. We know anxiety is pride. Now the scriptures never just diagnose. They never say, hey, here's your problem. Have fun with that. They never say, hey, you're so horrible. Nothing you can do. False. Here what we get again is hope. We have anxiety diagnosed and then we have in the same passage the treatment of anxiety. Anxiety treated. Look again at verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, 
under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Now, notice this language of a mighty hand that's pulled directly from Exodus. The nation of Egypt was pressed down by the mighty hand of God. The nation of Israel was rescued by the mighty hand of God. And so the idea that Peter's telling us here is the mighty hand of God can either oppose us or sustain us and rescue us. And the key is how we treat our anxieties. Listen, the answer here, the treatment to our anxieties is not some belief like, hey, everything's just going to be okay. Or, you know, it's not really that bad. Don't worry, it'll all work out. No, the passage does not downplay any of our concerns. The passage does not downplay our concerns. There are real and harsh challenges in our lives. There are real and harsh challenges in our day. We're not asked to pretend that everything is okay when it's not. Without the Lord, we, we should and we, we must be worried. But what we must be as Christians, we must be a people who cast our anxieties on Him. That's the treatment. The treatment for our anxious hearts is to cast all of our anxieties on Him. Now, casting, we can actually render this throw. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to throw things at God. That's what Peter's telling us. What are we supposed to throw? We're supposed to throw our anxieties, our worries at God. You don't have to wonder, is this worry that I'm carrying around, does this count as something that is worth his time? It doesn't matter. You take all of your anxieties one by one and put them to him and throw them to him. Throw them at him. Send all of your worries his way. Are you worried about your job or your family or your health or your safety or your mental well-being? Are you worried about school or your children or your parents? All the COVID-19 anxieties that we're tempted to carry around and own and, and have them press us down to such a point and such a degree that we're unable to focus on God. Oh, what we're called to do is take those anxieties one by one and throw them at our God. Why? Because he cares for us. He cares for us. Remember, we're never given a command in Scripture without a reason. The reason we can throw our anxieties at Him is because He cares for us. He cares for us unlike anyone else. He must. This is the God of the universe who cares about what I have rumbling around inside my heart. Think about that. It's not as if he's so busy with upholding the Andromeda galaxy that he says, I don't have time to worry about your petty little concerns and worries and fears and anxieties. I've got bigger things to do. No, he looks into the hearts of his people and he says, I care about what bothers you. I care about so, so much about what bothers you that I want you to put it upon me. That, that is astounding. And so church, we must take our anxieties to him and give them to him, to throw them at him. There is no one who cares for us like him. We know he cares. We know this from the pages of scripture and the testimony of our lives. His care, God's care for us, 
is so amazing that he sacrificed his son. He loaded our sin upon another to have someone else pay the penalty for our misdeeds because he loves us. And if he's going to load our sin upon another, it makes sense for us to be able to cast our anxieties upon him. Throw your anxieties at him because he loves you. He loves you. Listen, I want the mighty hand of God upholding me and not opposing me. I don't want to be one of those people who are so proud that they can't give up their own fears and anxieties and worries. Here's how I do it. When I think about, you, you might be wondering, what, what does it look like to cast your anxiety upon him, to throw it at him? When I am aware of a worry in my heart that I just all of a sudden, the way it is for me is I, I end up dwelling on something. I have some thought and it just sort of get, goes on um, a spin cycle inside and my brain just kind of goes over and over and over it. And before you know it, the world is kind of crashing in. I, I've got to grab that thought. I've got to grab that anxiety and cast it on him. And the way I do it is I just say, Lord, take this from me. And you know what, sometimes my anxieties, I can cast them back at the Lord, but they come like a boomerang and, and come back on me and stick to me and I, I need to cast it again and cast it again. You may have to cast your anxieties, throw your anxieties at Him dozens and dozens of times every day. I do. Just yesterday, just yesterday, I'm preparing to be, I'm preparing this sermon, I'm, I'm, I'm studying 1 Peter chapter 5, and I'm aware of this growing fear and worry and concern, and, and I don't know how to put it into words, really. And so I decided, let, let me think about this for a moment. And I realized I was, I was anxious about preaching into a camera in a room by myself alone. I hate it. And so, but what I can do is I can say, Lord, listen, you know, I don't like that, but this is what we have to do in these days. So that care, that concern, I want to put it on you. Give it to you. This is what I, it's my concern, it's my care, but I'm gonna give it to you. You have it. You take it away from me. I'm not gonna worry about this anymore. Same thing is true for you. I don't get to see you on Sundays. I don't get to see any of you on Sundays face to face. I wish I could. And as I think about you, I wonder how everybody's doing and, and it can be tempting to worry. No, no, but I can turn that worry. I just say, okay, Lord, help me. This is yesterday. Lord, help me. I'm gonna give that to you. I'm going to give that to you. You take it. You care about the people in Center Church way more than I do. And so those fears and those worries, I could give those to him. Lord, bless the people. Bless all of us. Help us to be safe. Please help us to be a people who press into you on everything, in everything in our lives. Take this, Lord. Take that. And that's the way it works. You don't have to have some kind of formulaic prayer. You... You just, Lord, take this. I want him to use his strength to uphold me and not oppose me. And if, if we are carrying around anxieties, he will use his strength to oppose you. I don't want that for any of us. I don't want that for any of us. You know, times of suffering like this, they expose where we need to grow they expose things in our lives that we might not have known was there. They expose worries and fears that 
don't often bubble to the surface. Now is an opportunity for us to take those fears and concerns about whatever they may be and humble ourselves and throw them at him. Anxiety diagnosed and anxiety treated. Listen, that, that's what it is. What's anxiety? Anxiety's pride. Anxiety treated is to cast all our anxieties on the Lord. I'm not saying it's going to be easy because worry can creep up on you like Monday. It's just here before you know it. None of us really know what's going to happen in our country with this COVID-19 challenge. We're here at the beginning of April, and as it stands, we're going to be in a shelter-in-place um, order for the whole month. That's going to be a long month. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's going to be difficult. And I think it's probably going to be more difficult than we know. We don't know how bad this is going to go, but we need to be prepared to fight anxiety. Because if we are not casting our anxieties on Him, we will not be able to see Him, and He will oppose us. God has a purpose. God has a purpose in all of this. In all of these challenges, God has a purpose, and He's working in and through this situation for our best. He's working in you. He's working in our church. He's working in me. And listen, we're not strong enough to worry. We're weak. We're frail. We need to humble ourselves under his mighty hand and redefine strength by saying, listen, I can't carry this worry. I can't carry this concern. That I give to you. I'm grateful he cares about what bothers me and he offers to put it on himself. May we be a church humble enough to know that we're far too weak to carry our own anxieties. Let's pray. Lord, I wish I could be with every one of the, these people that, I'm, that are watching. But I'm, what I'm grateful for is you are. So Lord, bless us, Lord, as we, as we identify and cast our anxieties upon you. Bless us and keep us, Lord. Bless our country. Give our leaders wisdom. I pray that you would help. I pray that a vaccine would be discovered. I pray that you would protect our country. I pray for other countries as well. I pray that you would, you would bless third world countries that don't have the medical supplies and such that we do. So Lord, I, I just ask for your help and help us not to be a people who are preoccupied with our own worries and concerns, but preoccupied with our God who is working in and through this very difficult situation. And in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.